Welcome back to the Brentwood Academy podcast. This week, we continue our series on the portrait of a graduate. Today, Mr. Masters welcomes school counselor Alyssa Hall as they share about the first character trait in the portrait of a graduate, resilient. Let's listen in. Alyssa, we've talked about the mission statement for every possible audience and you're a part of a team that's trying to live out that mission. Brentwood Academy is a co-ed independent college preparatory school dedicated to nurturing and challenging each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. In a previous discussion with Josh Davis, we talked about these five characteristics that we're calling the portrait of a graduate. Resilient, critical thinker, thoughtful communicator, problem solver, and Christ follower. And I want to hear you thinking out loud a little bit about resilient and what that means, and especially as we think about the target we're aiming for and the idea that if we hit that target, the outcome is going to be a characteristic of being resilient in the life of our students. I think we could expand that by recognizing that this mission applies to us as adults as Absolutely. well, parents and faculty and staff. But talk a little bit about what resilient means as you work with students and faculty and parents. Yeah, I think one of the best definitions is that ability to bounce back and be flexible. Mm-hmm. But what we want to focus in on is it's not just I go through something hard and I come out of it, mm-hmm. but it's actually coming out in a way that they're thriving through the adversity that they faced. Mm. And so um, when we're looking at them actually thriving, mm. that's a that's a little bit different. It puts a little more emphasis on it. And um, I love that this is the start of the list of the portrait of the graduate because mm. what a life skill. Resiliency is hard to develop mm. um, because you have to go through hard things to be resilient. You can't um, live a life with no challenges and no struggles mm-hmm. and meet that goal. And so um, I'm excited that we recognize as mm-hmm. a community that our kids actually do need to go through hard things to mm-hmm. be successful. And in my line of work, that is um, so vitally important. That's what mm-hmm. that's the legs that I stand on every day in my job is the fact that the things we go through, shape us into the people God created us to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful for the um, the focus on it, mm-hmm. for sure. Just think a little bit about the impact of being able to acknowledge that we're dealing with tough things. I think so often I want to look like I've got everything together. I don't want to let people see me suffering. I want to seem like nothing can bother me. You can't hurt me. You know, the... Uh, and yet that inhibits my ability to recognize that there's something going on that's good through the difficulty I'm facing and also the ability to get help. Just talk about how naming this target helps people recognize that the hard things in life are part of what God's using, just the very thing you said a moment ago. Absolutely. I think I come back to the Bible verse that talks about how I can do anything through Christ mm-hmm. who strengthens me. And um, I think God knew the path that he was putting all of us on, um, that this world was not going to be easy to navigate. And so that should be our expectation as Christ followers is that we know that this is not going to be easy and 
that um, there are ways to seek help. God has given us amazing um, just cues with our body. We talk a lot about anxiety in my world, and um, that that can be a positive thing that's actually steers us in a good direction sometimes. Um, and so um, we just need to be aware that the struggles that we face are not always negative. There can be great growth in that, right? We want um, our students to grow. We want to grow. And um, growth happens the most through times where we're uncomfortable or um, things aren't going our way. If it always is the same, we don't ever see positive change. Mm-hmm. And so um, those challenges and those um, um, things that we have to face that we struggle through, um, I think, can really shape us. And it can shape us as adults, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our students need to see that as well. They mm-hmm. need to see us as faculty mm-hmm. grow um, in times that's challenging. And they need to see their parents grow when, there's, when they go through things as well. I think that recognition that challenges do come and it's part of life experience for all of us is is an important part of helping kids manage when things aren't going like they'd wish. But talk a little bit about, I've heard you discuss it before, uh, how we intentionally inflict some challenges. You know, we talk about nurturing and challenging each whole person, two parts of one thing, but still the challenge piece often includes some suffering, not always metaphorically. Yeah. And so talk about the situations that our school environment imposes on students that may be perceived as some real challenges, some things that are really adversity. Well, I think I want to start by answering that by saying that we talk about the mission statement all the time. I think all of our students can quote it. I almost started quoting it with you just a second ago. Um, we often talk about challenge and nurture as their opposites. Mm. And really, they're not. Um, a lot of times, the challenging place, places can be the best places to nurture because mm. um, when we're going through something hard, we tend to be vulnerable in mm. that moment. And so it's a it's a actually great place to nurture mm. a student. Um, and so um, I think there's a lot of opportunity Um, here at BA for us to do that. And I see that every single day, which is pretty amazing. It's a blessing of my job. Um, I I want to, a a much wiser person said this, um, but this quote of um, preparing the student for the path, not the path for the student. And that's something I think we focus on intensely at BA is that we, our goal is to shape the student for the path that God has designed them for mm-hmm. and that he's leading them down. It is not to change the path for every single student and us have influence on that. Mm-hmm. And our mission statement clearly talks about each whole person. Mm-hmm. And so if our focus is on the person, then we have more of that ability to focus on the resilient piece, right? Because mm-hmm. we're focusing on shaping them and not the path. Um, I think there's some really natural ways that schools set up students for being able to go through things that build resiliency Mm -hmm. at an age-appropriate level. Mm -hmm. Um, Give me some examples. Yeah. So um, in middle schools all across the country, that's typically when cutting of sports happen, right? Mm -hmm. You try out for a team for the first time or for a player musical, and you might 
make the team but not get the starting spot that you want. Or you might make the musical, but you're in the tech crew instead of in the lead. And um, Or you might not make it at all. And so... Isn't that really harder on the parents, though, than the children? Oftentimes. <laughs> oftentimes it is. I said that jokingly, is. but you know, we don't want to see our kids suffer, and we do want to come in and rescue from that standpoint. When you said make the path for the child. Absolutely. I th- as a mom, I feel this often. I feel the need um, to go in and keep my mm-hmm. children, my babies, from being hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as parents... I would encourage all parents, and I'm speaking to myself as well, is we have to change our mentality about challenges. Mm. Um, We have to see them as a positive learning opportunity. And we have to be really careful with the narrative that we use when Mm. talking about those things. Mm. And so um, when they are cut for the first time Mm. or um, they don't make – something that they're really, their heart was in and they Mm -hmm. wanted to do. I think our mentality is often to get frustrated that they didn't do it Mm -hmm. and to match their emotion. And as a parent, that's easy to slip into. And I think we need to maybe change that mentality a little bit about being more of a soft place for the student to land Mm -hmm. and express their emotion and then say something along the lines of, well, what else can we try that you think mm-hmm. might be a better fit? Or, um, you know, I, I often tell adults, teenagers really w- just want to be heard. They mm-hmm. want us to listen. They don't want mm-hmm. us to fix every problem. They want mm-hmm. us to listen. And I find that a lot in my office mm-hmm. is um, they get a lot of relief and a lot of security and just I'll sit and I'll listen mm-hmm. to them. And mm-hmm. so, and I know that there are so many faculty members here that do a really good job of being a listening ear Mm -hmm. to our students, which I'm greatly um, appreciative Mm -hmm. of. Um, It makes my job a lot easier (laughs) because we all share in that. Mm -hmm. I think earlier when we were talking about critical thinking, when Josh and I were having a conversation about these five characteristics, one of the things that struck me as you were talking now is this idea we don't often know exactly what we think until we Put it out there. If you, when I say it, it lets me examine that and see if that needs adjustment. And doing that in a context of a conversation with an adult who cares lets you say how frustrated or upset you are, and then consider that, and then put it back in context. Uh, maybe realign it. Maybe offering some other uh, ways. To, you know, turning it to look at it from a different angle or something like that. I loved. I've quoted Stephen Glenn often, the gentleman who said, rather than solving the problem for the child or the student, to assume or to give them the certainty that you believe they can deal with this Absolutely. by saying, given all that, how do you intend to respond to this? And just as you were speaking, I saw you offering those same kinds of conversations. You, you're going to hand it back to them. You're going to offer them what else might you consider, but being able to trust that they're going to deal with this and to know that in the end they have to choose how they're going to respond to it, which Ab- is so healthy. Absolutely. And I um, I often hear what I know that you say often is um, when I'm working with students, I see in the back of my head, I hear this voice say the power of yet, right? Because mm-hmm. that's another word that you can offer to your students mm-hmm. that just gives them hope in mm-hmm. what you're saying, which is, 
I believe in you mm-hmm. that you can solve this or that you can get better at this or that you can bounce back and overcome and maybe even find a better path. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, I think those that type of language is really important mm-hmm. for our faculty to offer to our students. But then when our students go home after the, mm-hmm. the hardship that might come from school, Mm-hmm. All the all the things, right? The grades and the tests mm-hmm. and all the hard hardship that they go home and they also hear those words mm-hmm. at home, I think is really, really important. Because mm-hmm. we all have the same goal. We all want them to succeed in life, which mm-hmm. means we, we need them mm-hmm. to hit these goals that we've set as mm-hmm. the portrait of the graduate. Mm-hmm. Just one more thing. As you think about this outcome and the conversations we're having as faculty and parents about how to get the kinds of outcomes we want, how to become the kind of people that are equipped to deal with life. Uh, Just talk about what is it that'll give a foundation to be resilient? Where can we stand? How can we equip our children to have a, a place to stand where they're not rocked by circumstances, not controlled by the adversity that they're facing in the moment? I think we really need to focus in on identity, where they get their identity from. I think that is the best place to start with that. I do think there's an educational piece to that where you normalize that life is not easy and you are gonna be told no and you're not gonna get everything that you want and there is gonna be hardship. But I think what keeps their feet firmly planted is that their identity doesn't come in I made this bad grade on this test, so now my self-worth is, Mm -hmm. I can't do anything, I'm not smart. Um, And so if we can speak truth into who they are Mm -hmm. from who God created them to be, Mm -hmm. then I think that is the best foundation we could possibly lay lay for them. Mm -hmm. I think that perspective of God's personal love, God's personal equipping, the fact that God has a purpose for your life, and even this hard but true point that you're making early. God uses those hard things to grow us and therefore the suffering is with an eternal purpose, not just the circumstance of the day. Yes, I think that's so important. Thank you for sharing these thoughts and for the work you're doing helping us become resilient. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you to Mr. Masters and Alyssa Hall. In the third episode of the series, Mr. Masters welcomes middle school director Jenny Creighton as they talk about the ways Brentwood Academy faculty members nurture a thoughtful communicator.